My name is Javier Colon. Welcome to The In-Between. Today, I am joined by Victoria Carolina and Lucas Savaris to talk about their thesis film titled Cedar. Hey, guys. Hey, Javi. Hi. How you doing? Pretty We're good. We're good, yeah. Thank you for having us on this. This is very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for signing up. I am excited to talk about your piece. First of all, just introduce yourselves. Who are you and what do you do? Okay, so I'm Lucas. Um, I'm a 3D character animator, um, and I'm just working on the animation currently for our film, uh, as long as the edit and the previs. And my name is Victoria. I am the modeling lead on this film. I'm doing the characters and environments as well as the look dev, and we are co-directing Seder. Okay, cool. So how did you guys find yourself at SVA? <laughs> well, it's kind of a long story. Um, Perfect. But you, I'll, just go for it. <laughs> I'll, make it. I'll make it as quick as possible. Coming to SVA was really a dream come true for me. I originally graduated with a degree in art history from Hunter College. And even though I really enjoyed that major, I couldn't really find relevant work afterwards. So I just floated around in odd jobs for a long time, for a couple of years. And I just felt so epically unfulfilled. And, you know, with CG, like I was always inspired by animated films and I was always very into games as a kid and as an adult. And I could not imagine how those things were created in my mind, it was magic. Like I had no idea how it was done. It seemed like something way too difficult that I could never pursue. But at that point, I was like, either I stay unfulfilled or I pursue this crazy dream. And mm -hmm. with the support of my family and friends, um, I developed a portfolio and I got accepted to SVA and it was the best day of my life. And I still feel extremely privileged and lucky to be pursuing something that I love so much in this moment and I'm grateful for that every day. So that's kind of long story short how I ended up um, <laughs> at SVA. <laughs> that's awesome. So for me, I came to SVA right out of high school, so I didn't have an alternative route. Uh, the reason I chose SVA um, was because I've always been a visual artist. Uh, ever since I can remember, I've been using cameras and that's how I would always just express myself or do anything. Uh, and then for high school, I ended up going to a technical school and I took cinematography for four years and I got introduced to animation um, my junior year and my entire life like just clicked, like everything just made sense from like the movies I used to watch as a kid to the video games I used to play. Uh, and then I found out about SVA and their computer art program. And as soon as I found out about that I, it was it was game over is like I, I need to get into that school and then I just pushed myself uh, to learn how to draw uh, to be able to produce a portfolio to get in and then I got that acceptance letter and like Vic said it's one of the best feelings ever it's it's such a good validation of yourself and as you as an artist and so humbled to still be here I love the difference in backgrounds between the two of you like Vic with art history and Lucas with cinematography and that was something that I always wondered about with you specifically, Lucas, because you have such an eye for camera work and, and cinematography that I was curious 
how come you didn't pursue that as opposed to animation? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's just when I got introduced to animation, it was I could kind of combine like the best of both worlds between mm -hmm. like just creating something from scratch and using like a camera because all the principles still apply the same way. Not to say I would never not pursue something like if I ever got a job doing something like that, I would totally take it. But mm -hmm. as soon as I was introduced to animation, it was just a whole new world of passion that like I sat there and I, I just studied everything all over again. It's like I looked at everything I watched with a new eye. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I ended up choosing animation over anything. Yeah, this department does that to you. You suddenly can't really watch movies without being like, ooh, like I saw that, like this like weird in between <laughs> this pose or this smear, like it's all part of your new perception of the world. Now we're going to start talking about your guys' projects. So what is your thesis called and what is it about? So our thesis is called Seder. And uh, I guess I could read you the pitch because that kind of sums up the story pretty well. Sounds good. Um, so after losing his wife, uh, a Viking warrior struggles to navigate grief and comfort his child. Feeling desperate and inadequate as a father, he turns to Odin, the god of wisdom, death, and magic for help. Odin's got a, got a pretty decorated background, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he really does. Well, he actually has quite a few more, but the ones that <laughs> wisdom, death, and magic. Yeah, and actually it ties in with the title of our film. So our film is called Seder, and Seder is a form of pre-Christian, like Norse magic and shamanism. And that type of mythology is tied into our film quite deeply. So, um, yeah, it's all it's all kind of connected. Very cool. So where did this idea come from? So in junior year, when we were all like writing our stories in our uh, thesis classes, like, I don't know what you did in your class, but we would write a whole bunch of stories during that class. And we had to pick one and kind of go with, go with it and start a, the a thesis Bible for it. Mm -hmm. But um, I had a really tough time figuring out what kind of story we wanted to tell. But at the end of the day, I really like history and I really like Vikings and I really like medieval art. So I knew that we wanted the setting to be in the Viking ages. And the story, I think Lucas can talk a little more to this, but the story has changed quite a bit. And a lot of the changes came through some feedback that Lucas was getting during his classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for her to say that it's changed a little bit uh, is not <laughs> enough. Uh, it changed. <laughs> it changed drastically. Like it, it's hilarious. Like looking back at to what like we agreed we were going to work on to what it is now, because mm -hmm. we kept like I guess we were like holding ourselves back, saying like, "Oh, like we know we can do this, so let's do this." We weren't like trying to push ourselves last year to like create this epic story but everybody mm. kept like telling us like no you guys you guys can do it you guys can do it so then we finally you know we were like you know what it's our senior thesis we have to do that so we ended up just going in we did i think we one night we just like did like two iterations of the story and just went all out and then we just kind of met as a group and just jumbled our ideas together and here we are now i know mean, we're still making story changes like it'll be never ending but yeah that's part of the fun yeah definitely like a good story is just it's almost like um the statue of david it's just refined and and sculpted until it's like the, the most perfect version that it could be and that's the mark of a really great project and a really great idea so i'm curious just because of like 
Lucas, you mentioned that it changes a lot. Tell me where it started. What what was the original idea? So <laughs> the original idea um, was it, it's still at the same basis. So we have a small Viking family consisting of a father and a child with a deceased mother. And it was still the same idea. We still had magic involved, but we didn't do anything crazy. We just kept them inside their house. And it was just kind of a disconnect uh, and inner struggle between the two to try to like have that last moment with the mother. <sighs> when we were making the story, like we didn't really like include the mother too much or include more of a problem than her just being dead. So when mm-hmm. we refined our story, we really like went all out to like show that like, that that's visually that's what was wrong instead of just emotionally within the characters and i think it works out a lot better it made us go out and i think we have three new sets right Vic? it was like we only had one when we started so we really like pushed it to the extreme took it from like this small little house to this gigantic world yeah and it went from it started with just analyzing this like very masculine, tough guy who really adheres to the social and gender norms of the time. So we wanted to explore how he was dealing with grief and how he was dealing with the idea of raising a child because technically he wouldn't have been like raising her on his own. He would have had his wife to help him. Mm -hmm. And in like the new renditions of the story, it really explores his relationship with his daughter versus just him processing grief. It's more about them processing grief together and building a new relationship and a new life together almost. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a very um, touching premise. I love your idea. I love the, the premise. And you guys were mentioning that you guys were kind of playing it safe in the very beginning. Was that due to the pandemic like what was the reason you guys were holding yourselves back do you think it was not because of the pandemic because that was pre-pandemic I think we were just trying to we were playing it safe because we didn't really know how much we were capable of and I think Lucas and I have really grown as artists and as a team over the past few months and it's really incredible like we push each other so hard and um like we've already achieved so much more than we ever thought we could So I think mostly it was because we didn't, you know, when you, when you first start working on this, like it's such a undertaking. There's so many things you have to manage. There's so many things you have to plan for and it could be a little intimidating. So I think we were just going through those steps and, you know, making those choices, you know, all of our teachers and mentors kind of pushed us and we're like, no, you're capable of this. It's going to be fine. So we, we let them, we trust them to, um, like they wouldn't lie to us, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And you both are very, very talented artists. Like Vic, your models are fantastic. And Lucas, of course, with your animation. So I I had no doubt in my mind that you guys would be able to accomplish such an amazing project. So I actually just want to like briefly mention, I think that it would it would be beneficial for the listeners to know that this project actually started up as a trio and that a friend of yours, Cindy, she dropped out uh, to take a gap year when the pandemic started. Did that affect the story at all and the group dynamic or did were you guys kind of just trucking along just both of you had to wear more hats than before? I mean it was it was a little bit of both. We didn't let it affect the story. 
because uh, we knew we had taken it so far that we needed to go with this because everybody was telling us like you have something here mm-hmm. um but yeah like you said we just I mean, at first it kind of hit us hard. Like I, I remember that first week or two over the summer when we finally like found out that she was mm-hmm. deciding not to come back. It hit us hard because she's not only just like a teammate, but she she was like our best friend. So, I mean, that's a hard mm-hmm. decision. But Vic and I, we just pulled our pants up, put the hats on and we just we just kept going. I've never touched anything crazy outside of animation. Um, but since this project started, I've, I've had to touch everything. And I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's stressful sometimes because I could sit here for hours trying to figure something out and Vic's like, you just hit that button. But that, (laughs) I mean, that's part of the fun of doing thesis. Like you're learning all this stuff, but yeah, we miss you, Cindy. (laughs) If you're listening. (laughs) If if, if Cindy's listening to this. Yeah. We just like what you said, we, um, we, we did have to just put on a lot more hats and Lucas has been incredible. He's been helping with some modeling and he's been looking up effects and on the compositing end of things. So we've just been, you know, working overtime, but it's fine. It's, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> awesome. And I, I would say it's actually a little ironic, uh, obviously not to this extreme, but the loss of your teammate is almost reflective of the loss in the film. You know, you guys are both kind of working together through this, like, now absence of somebody who was very important to you. Wow. That was deep, man. Yeah. Totally. totally. (laughs) I don't know. It's just just an observation. Just an observation. Exactly what we were thinking. 100%. (laughs) It's all pre-planned. So how did you guys decide to work together? Like, where did that... um, flourish where did that start was it like way back in freshman year was it like last minute classes what happened yeah so this is a funny story especially like looking back at it now because this is how Vic and I kind of met too perfect but junior like I had known Cindy since freshman year and her and I had always like talked like well since we do both ends of the like different ends of the pipeline we should probably work on a project together and then come junior year, when we were starting all those classes where you have to come up with stories, blah, blah, uh, we finally like met up and we were like, you know what, like we, we should team up. Like we, we keep saying that we should work on something. So her and I kind of teamed up and I know she was friends with Vic and I didn't really know Vic. Vic and I, we met awkwardly in Jimmy's class when it, Jimmy was like, look to your right and talk to the person. <laughs> I look over and Vic's sitting there. <laughs> really yeah but Vic and I had been in classes before like I just found out she was in my python class we we had no idea because we sat on complete opposite ends Mm -hmm. but yeah that's how Vic and I met and then her and Cindy yeah we worked on we had worked on mini thesis together so Mm. we had a short that we created called the act with a couple other people and then we also worked on the train project the famous or infamous (laughs) (laughs) rather so we just happened to work a couple of times together and we we both had our strengths and we knew that we worked well together. So um, I came up to her in the hall really awkwardly one day and I was like, hey, do you want to work together? <laughs> like, should we make this happen? Yeah. And then we all became a team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It's also so easy to connect with people in the department because you all kind of are gathered together based on this one interest. So if there's nothing else to talk about, at least you have that, you know? Yes. I, I would agree with you hundred percent on that. I mean, to talk mm-hmm. about the department, I mean, it's, it's always been like that. And I feel like right now 
during this pandemic, it's like that as well. I mean, obviously we can't all be hanging out and doing everything together like we would do at school, but a lot of the students, especially you, Javi, like you're reaching out and doing this with everybody. And I mean, that's just amazing. Like that just shows like the community that we have and the support that we have around us. And I think that's something about SVA that keeps me very happy to be there. Yeah, absolutely. This this entire project was just because I wanted a distraction from thesis and I'm lonely. But, you know, <laughs> connection too, that works. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in my closet right now by myself. I need some human interaction. Yeah. <laughs> because you guys work really well together. What is something that you've learned from your partner? Well, for me, it's uh, what I learned from Vic. It's just be organized and work hard when you need to work hard instead mm-hmm. of running yourself thin. Because I'm the kind of person like I'll stay up super late and I'll, I'll just work on everything all night. And Vic is that kind of person that she'll make Excel spreadsheets just for her day. And, and she'll really like stick to a schedule. And like, when she says like, I'm going to work for eight hours, she sits there and she works for eight hours. It's not like just messing around or doing anything. Like she'll just sit there, put in, put in the work and then like, she'll have time to relax afterwards. And I feel like that's, that's something I I've missed out on. I have poor time management and that's something I've definitely learned from Vic. It's just hard work when you need it. Oh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because that was what I was going to say about you too. Like you have have such a great work ethic and, um, you don't stop. Like when you, you're an extremely reliable person and you're always there and you're always, uh, offering your support and like all summer when it was more modeling intensive all summer, every single day, you would ask me, what can I do to support you and help you right now? And I thought like, that was absolutely incredible. Like just having that backup, even if like you didn't have anything to do that day, just the fact that you asked, like how you can help me, that was awesome. And also you, I feel like you're really good at doing demos and you've taught me like a few little technical tricks uh, that you've learned just working on um, the five second render with the auroras and everything. So you really um, have taught me some of those little tidbits that you've picked up. Awesome. So I want to go back to your thesis project and this story. What would you say is your favorite aspect about working on this project? Like, is it the modeling? Is it the animation? Or is it like something super minuscule, but it just brings you so much joy? Yeah, I mean, I I really like... So I, I think I, the characters and the sets are pretty... They, they can be pretty multi-layered and complex. And I think I really enjoyed making the little tidbits that make the set look lived in or make the character look real and not just like a flat two-dimensional character with nothing to them. Like I like making like my, my characters have like, like all these uh, layered belts and um, clothing and tunics and um just like even the detail on the stitching and just their ornamentation and jewelry and hairstyles. That was really fun doing the research for that because I, um, I had to collect a ton of reference and find medieval clothing inspiration and jewelry and weapons and coin purses and stuff like that. And I actually used um, Marvel's designer to create a base for all of the clothes for the characters. And something I had to do was find patterns for medieval clothing in order to oh, recreate wow. it in Marvel's designer. Yeah, so you 
you actually um, create the pattern and you sew it together as you would in real life, but you do it through the program. So that was actually kind of cool too, because you kind of see how a garment is put together. Yeah, absolutely. And that has like real world applications if you ever wanted to make like a medieval tunic for yourself, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that and with the, with the environments, uh, something similar. I just like making, like the set dressing was fun and getting all those little tidbits that make it look really lived in and special. That that part is fun for me. Yeah. So to go off of what Vic said with that end of stuff, uh, I love how we're going all in on the references. Cause like in the beginning, our story, like it had those Viking references, but now like we integrate like actual like Norse mythology into the story. And I love that aspect. But um, from my eye as an animator, the one thing I love that many people don't even know about if they don't know anything about the pipeline was filming the reference for the animation. That uh, was gotcha. so much fun to me because I mean, that was the first time since the pandemic that I got to like see Vic in person and we actually like had our our actor like he he came in all happy too he like shaved his beard to make himself look like a viking and everything and he just went all out and we we also had jen she came in and acted as the little girl for us and that was it was just so much fun to like just be around people and get the reference that we need for the film because now when i do the animations it's funny because i'll send them to vic and she'll be like i i could see them in the acting which is awesome because they they killed it they killed it and you killed it creating this animation like that follows that reference. So what would you guys say was your lowest moment in thesis? Some, some time that you didn't feel like you were able to get this done or the project seemed too gargantuan. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? It's a good word. It's yeah. a good word. <laughs> it still feels gargantuan. So I'll use it too. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest one as a group uh, like we said before, we had lost Cindy uh, over the summer as part of our team. So, uh, but for me, the hardest part was towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, we really struggled with the previs um, and just mm. getting the story the way we wanted it to be, but also having it visually uh, show it that way. I feel like for me, I was just stuck in like this rut the whole time, just like busting out different shots and scenes and then just not getting the feedback that we wanted. But mm-hmm. you just gotta keep your head up, you keep doing it, and eventually the process will work out as it did. Yeah, and that just goes to show you like what you were saying earlier, Javi, about iterations. This is something that we just iterate upon and we make it better and better. And it's like that with storytelling and it's like that with previs and it's like that with modeling and it's like that with the entire pipeline. Like you just have to work in versions and version up and version up and level everything up one step at a time. In in terms of the previs, um, Harry was super helpful. We we have Harry Dorrington and Harry's a great director and he knows how to kind of show what you're going for in the shot. So I think like once we started the semester, I think that's what really helped it too, having that guidance. Awesome. Thank you guys for being so candid about that. And it's it's I think it's extremely important for everybody to know Uh, the bright side of the moon and the dark side of the moon as well. (laughs) So on the bright side of the moon, let's talk about your best moment. What was your best moment in thesis? It was actually pretty recent. Uh, I finally, Lucas finally, we we have like all of our main characters um, completely modeled and rigged and shaded. So Lucas posed them into this cute little family group hug 
and <sighs> we lit it and everything was shaded and they were posed with expressions and when I saw that render oh my god that felt so good <laughs> <laughs> them come to life like that because like when you're just working in t-pose and it's just like gray you know mm-hmm. you know these characters are gonna move when they're rigged and animated but like seeing that like what it would look like in the final that was a really rewarding moment for me i mean so there's been a lot of ups and downs i don't think i've had that moment yet of pure cheer because it's mm-hmm. just been constant work i mean there are those little moments like Vic said like stuff like that and whatnot uh but for me like something that just keeps me going is like i said before vic is super organized so we have excel sheets and every time i do a new iteration or finish a shot just to click off the finish button <laughs> on a shot and seeing it progressively get better is what keeps me going it makes me happy every time i look at it it's just it's crazy to see how quickly everything just gets flushed out uh when you mm-hmm. see it visually like that so i really like that what about the proof of concept? Was that rewarding for you to see that final render? Oh yeah, I mean, for sure, yeah. I mean, just to see everything finally come together the way that we wanted it to be, that that was awesome to me. That's why I'm, I'm waiting for that last final cheer to see everything <laughs> with the whole <laughs> film. I mean, that's always gonna be the best moment. But yeah, yeah, the proof of concept, that, that was awesome for me too. It, it was a long time coming. Like I wish, Javi, I'll have to share with you after this. I have to show you our first screenshot of it compared to what we submitted. Oh, really? It, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it, it changed so much, like, and it, for the better. <laughs> what is something, uh, a trick, a habit, uh, spreadsheets? Like, what is something that helps you guys stay focused? What helps you guys work? Yeah, I guess for me, I like getting out and doing something. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like when we were back in the city, like my thing to do for the day was get up and walk to the labs and then work Mm. all day. Um, And this is something that's been hard, especially right now in this quarantine phase, because my computer's literally right next to my bed. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's so easy sometimes to just roll out of bed and not do that. But for me, I'd like to just like go on a walk or something, or if I have time, like just do a, a quick, quick workout downstairs or something just to get me moving for the day to, feel like I accomplished something like that instead mm-hmm. of just sitting down all day. I, I I like having a schedule. Um, so ideally if I can get up early in the morning and I know that I'll have the next eight to 10 hours to work, um, that's good for me. I, I know I'll be productive that day. So I like making Google calendars and blocking out my time. You know, if I'm working on thesis from nine to 12 and then I take a lunch break for an hour and then I do something else for the rest of the day I could visualize like exactly what I'm doing and it makes me feel really productive and on top of my schedule you know so that's Mm -hmm. that's a tool that I use a lot google calendar yeah time blocking is super super effective and um, of course, you know, me being the spreadsheet nerd that I am, I will absolutely <laughs> recommend time blocking to anybody who needs to just get on top of their their stuff because it's just fun to see all the colors. What colors do you use, Vic, for your time blocking? <laughs> uh, just the default ones. Oh, you're boring. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really need to change them. I thought 
<laughs> yes, that's like the best part about calendars is that you can change the colors. That's okay. You'll have to show me a demo of that later. <laughs> I will. I will genuinely I know send you, you a video demo demoing <laughs> how to turn on <laughs> calendar colors. Um, I guess another tip for maybe underclassmen, especially during uh, quarantine or during the pandemic, and now that we have to go to school online, um, and maybe over the summer when you have a lot more free time, I really treat this, my CG work and my practice, I treat it like a full-time job. So mm. it's nice for me. Like I like to work from nine to five because that would mimic what I would be doing as a, you know, as a working person in the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's you're like simulating the studio environment within your own home. So speaking of underclassmen and advice for underclassmen, what would you recommend to anybody who wants to work in a team? I would highly recommend it. Um, but know who you're working with, like get to know that person, get to know each other's strengths, weaknesses, and just be able to have like difficult conversations sometimes. Cause like it, if you don't know what you're doing, you have to be able to ask that person, like you, you guys need to rely on each other. And that's something Vic and I do all the time. Like <laughs> we, we bother each other almost hourly some days when we don't know what we're doing. Cause it, it's nice. better for everybody to be in the loop and know what's going wrong than to hide it, stress out and not be able to figure it out. And then everything crashes. You just need to have that communication with that person. Uh, I would recommend that you have different specializations. If you're in a team with a, you, you, one person can focus on animation, one, fo one focuses on characters and one focuses on environments and all the stuff that goes along with those focuses. That's really good because you kind of aren't stepping on each other's toes too much and you get to create all of your stuff and then um and then take criticism and make it better learn how to take critique and know that nothing that's said to you is personal you are a team which makes you a unit and this project will reflect you as a unit and it'll reflect reflect all of you so learning how to take critique and give critique is really important very wise words you guys very nice what would you tell your freshman self about sva if I could go back and tell myself something like freshman year, it would be to spend more time in the lab that first year. Cause I remember my first year, I felt intimidated uh, just seeing everybody else's work on the computers and my skill level. And I knew I wasn't there. Uh, so I didn't stay in the labs as often as I should have. And obviously now I regret that more than ever because we lost out on our last year of the labs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just something I, I would keep in mind or I would tell somebody uh, just, just you got to look towards the future because everybody starts at the same spot and you, you'll get there. Yeah, that's that's great, Lucas. I actually w would like to plus that. Like, yeah, trust the process. Uh, everybody starts off um, not knowing that much and you learn through each other and you learn through your coursework. Um but also, I think it's really important to do a lot of personal projects and realize that the work that you're putting in in class, it's great and it's really cool. But that's like practice work. That's like you just picking up some skills. What you really learn when you are forced to apply those skills. So the best way to do that is to make personal projects and, you know, demo reel pieces. And that'll make you really stand out as an artist. And you're going to just pick up so much more information so much quicker that way. And finally... Like Lucas was saying, I think it's really important to make memories. Like I, I wish 
now looking back now, especially, I wish I hung out with people more. I wish I stayed in the labs a little more. And, you know, some of the funnest memories I have are the memories I have with my friends and you guys. And like, so then any advice that you guys have for juniors who are now entering the thesis phase? For me as a modeler, reference and concept art is king. Like over the summer, really focus. If you're not a strong illustrator, then reach out to people who are and get concept art for your characters, get concept art for your environment. Start thinking about um, the way things are going to be laid out because that's going to make it so much easier once you have to create the set or create the character when you have something to look at versus just making things up in your head. If you don't use PRF, uh, it's a great tool to create reference boards. And I have reference boards for everything. It's super useful. It just kind of lives on your monitor in the background and you could always uh, peek at it when you need some help with something that you're making. Yeah. So, I mean, to go off of what Vic said and to sum her up, it's just get organized before you get into things uh, for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, that's something we kind of struggled with a bit, especially when we lost Cindy uh, because we were just throwing everything around. And then we finally like came around. We realized like we, we just need to have everything in order and then, having those schedules set in place as well, just knowing when you're going to need things by. So then you could gauge what you need to do, especially over the summer. Like don't just sit around all summer and then come into senior year and be like, well, now I'm ready to go. Cause no, you're, you're already behind no matter what you're going to be behind when you start your year. Um, and if there's anything technical that you need to learn uh, that, you know, you want to include in your thesis, then learn that over the summer, like give yourself the time to figure it out. So you don't have to run into any bumps and hurdles. Um, once you have to do it during the year, cause you're going to have, you're going to be balancing so much stuff. So learn any technical things over the summer and yeah, keep organized, make a plan, reevaluate often. So my very last question, actually I have last two questions. Um, favorite profanity to say when Maya crashes. Um, I mean, I don't really say anything <laughs> like that when it crashes. Oh, bullshit. I, no, no, I just talk to myself. <laughs> and it's so funny because like sometimes Vic and I are in calls and I'm just like saying stuff. I'll be like, oh, darn it. Or I'll be like, oh, really again? And she'll be like, wait, what's going on? I'll be like, my, it just crashed. Like, I, I'll just say stupid things like that. I won't like get up and like scream. And I mean, I know a lot of people that do and it's hilarious, but yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I just say things out loud and I don't even realize that I'm saying that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a, a classic lady, you know, I, I throw a good old F-bomb out there <laughs> under my breath, but you, but you know, she's prone to crash and it happens. It happens. We live with yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. I just have one last question for you. Who is your favorite podcaster? Well, you know, there's this podcaster I know. His Mm -hmm. name is Javi. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's pretty dope, man. (laughs) You should check him out. Yeah, I heard he's making his new new show. (laughs) His new show. (laughs) So That's awesome. He's releasing a new show. I've never uh, (laughs) never heard of this thing. I wonder where I can go. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on to the show. It was a pleasure talking to both of you. Remember, all of their social handles will be in the description of this episode. But for now, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Javi. Thank you, Javi. This was so much fun. Thank you for having us here.
you for listening to this episode of The In-Between. If you like the show, you can subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Javier Colon, and I will see you next time. speaks to both of your skill sets lucas with your with your um wow i can't think your um oh camera things <laughs> um, composition cinematography. yes okay i'm gonna start that sentence over just so i don't yeah, sound stupid fine. in the episode